Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Third down and 10. Swallowed up at the two-yard line. Justin Jones comes in there. Third and 10. Under pressure, he's going to go down back at the four-yard line. So the Bears last in the league in sacks, and they're going to get one here. As Yannick Ngakwe, the well-traveled end, number 91, takes him down there fourth and 15. Young, that shoulder shake. This time nothing happening, though. Sack at the 34-yard line. Rasheem Green with the sack. So they came in with 10 sacks in the, in the entire season and have three tonight. It had been three weeks since the Bears sacked the quarterback, and they were all over Bryce Young from that standpoint tonight. The hits of the game, sponsored by S-Wing Professional Tools, made in the USA for 100 years. S-Wing.com. Olin Krutz is along. So is Patrick Manley. I'm Zach Zaidman in for Mully. This is the Great Clips postgame show presented by Tullamore Dew. Bears beat the Panthers 16-13 on Thursday night football as the Bears match their win total from all of last season, improving to 3-7 and seven on the year. Yeah, it was an ugly game. It was a boring game, but it was a victory for the Bears, and there have been very few of those over the last three years. So anytime the Bears win, that's a big deal, guys. I'll tell you, I have some other takeaways from tonight's ballgame. The defense, now that you've got some healthy guys in there, it looks like a completely different unit that Matt Eberflus can play around with, and we saw some creative things defensively from the Bears against this Carolina team And the only other thing I learned tonight is that one day Jason Kelsey is going to have a a very good future doing what we're doing right now. (laughs) Man, oh, man. That was just awful. That was just It was kind of like Kelsey was in the booth, right, Pat? And then they – I mean, and before that, they returned a punt for the touchdown. It was like (laughs) – it was brutal at one point. I mean, I don't know what you guys thought when they returned that punt for the touchdown, but I thought no way, right? No way they're going to lose this team. But to your point, Zach, the defense is playing better. They played better for three weeks before they went to San Diego, and we all want to see them against a good team. And the pass rush tonight uh, produces a lot of pressure. I see some stats out there uh, about how many pressures each guy had. But again, Pat, now whenever that happens in the NFL, like we talked about Tevin Jenkins last week, and I was excited about seeing him matching up with Derrick Brown tonight. Mm. And I thought it was a good battle, right? I yeah. thought it really was. I thought they kind of battled to a stalemate. Um, you know, obviously Derek Brown ends up with 10 tackles, which is a lot for a defensive end, but I still thought it was a good battle. I still thought Tevin did pretty well. 
against him tonight. But speaking about the pass rush again, here come the Lions, right, with a great offensive line and a really good offense, an offense that scores some points. So we want to see it again against a good team. Yeah, and I, I got something like a hypothetical I brought up at the end of the uh, the pregame show is that Matt Eberflus in this defense, if they keep improving and he can prove that he can coach at a high level, he did a darn good job at Indy, right, and that's why he got the head coaching job here. If he continues to improve this defense, maybe the young D tackles play a little bit better as the season goes along, and he, he keeps moving these guys up the rankings because they're going to get better pass defense-wise, just with Montez Sweat and the DBs being healthy, if they stay healthy, if they play better, is there a way he saves his job because the defense plays better, and then he goes to Poles and Kevin Warren and said, listen, I will get a new offensive coordinator, or, or they go to him and say, hey, you need to get a new offensive coordinator, we'll keep you as a head coach because we like what you're doing defensively, if we're going to go draft a new guy, if Justin Fields doesn't work out. Do you think that could save his job with this defense improving, maybe playing at a much higher level by the end of the year and saying, I'll grab a new offensive coordinator when we get this new young quarterback? It's a great question. 312-644-6767. We're going to get your thoughts on that coming up. First, though, speaking of Matt Eberflus, he's meeting the media. Let's take a listen. Yeah, you know, uh, we were just uh, wanted to stack the points up there. You know, really, I wanted to stack the points up there. It was, uh, it's that type of game. You know, we, we thought that our defense was playing really well, and we know it was going to be a close game at the end. Matt, at halftime, you told the broadcast that you had something up your sleeve. What were you anticipating? Did you get to everything that you wanted to get to in the second half? Uh, no, no, we didn't. Uh, but uh, we, we certainly, uh, you know, had a good plan uh, coming out there. And, uh, again, it was uh, a defensive game. Uh, this 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 week, and uh, I thought the guys uh, did a really nice job finishing the game the way we're supposed to, and uh, well, we did good. Did we see what was up your sleeve? Did you use it, or I don't know what's up yours. <laughs> <laughs> you got me there. Yeah. Yeah. What was the discussion like? No, I mean, there's really a decision there you have, right? You know, so if you decide to run, you know, at that time, then you're going to punt and pin, and they would have they would have had minute ten with no timeouts, you know, and, and hopefully on the ten yard line if we if we punt it right, you know. So that was the idea there. Um, we liked the play call, you know, we liked the play call. We discussed it and uh, we went for it. And we thought that executed well. Moody made a beautiful catch, and you know he's one yard past the stick and sealed the game. So, um, really good play call by Luke. Um, excellent execution uh, by the O line, the entire offense, and Moody on the catch and Beijing on the throw. Nope, nope, doesn't matter. No, he's he's done a good. Like I said before, he's done a really good job. You know, as a rookie, think about it. As a rookie quarterback, you know, he goes two and two, um, and uh, it just. You know, coming coming into the NFL, you know, to operate an offense the way he did, and and to do a really good job, and, and you know, sound. What what was really good today was that, you know, he's always done a really good job avoiding sacks, you know, um, throughout the course of the four games that he's played. But what he did well today was, he didn't put the ball in harm's way, and gave us a chance to win. That's Matt Eberflus following the Bears' third win of the year, a sixteen to thirteen, ugly, boring. 
football game, but it results in a win for a team that's had very few of them during the Eberflus era. Hi, everyone. Zach Sadman, Olin Krutz, Patrick Manley with you on the Great Clips postgame show presented by Tullamore Dew. He was asked about Justin Fields, but remember, the Bears have a mini-buy before they take on Detroit next week, so uh, Flus didn't give a, a real answer to the question other than saying when Justin's healthy, he'll be our starter as Fields tries to work his way back from the thumb injury. Out to the phones we go at 312-644-6767. Jeremy is at Soldier Field, and Jeremy, you are on the score. Good evening, my friend. Hey, good evening. Boy, what a tough act to follow, Coach Flus and his eloquence. I'm going to try to be brief. Um, <laughs> I, I, I saw, you know, Montez sweat. It seemed like from where we were sitting, like he made a huge difference tonight. And, you know, you talked about that multiplier effect of CJ Stroud before the break. And it felt like he, he really had a pretty big effect on the entire defensive line um, with, with everyone getting pressures. And I'm just curious from, um, you know, Olin and Pat's perspective, like were they doing anything unique with him? Were they playing games with him or was he just straight up rushing uh, and were they just getting after the passer was just straight up rush. So I'll hang up and listen to your answer. Thanks. Yeah. What, what did you see Olin? I, I saw the, the, it was, it was a combination of everything, right? When you watch it, they, they were, yeah. uh, they were blitzing them on empty, right? They were bringing a linebacker to Montez sweat side, which the tackle has what's called a sift there or a dual read, which means he has the end or the linebacker he has the most dangerous of the two. So if the linebacker cuz Montez Sweat is free and a couple of his pressures came off of that. So that was scheme. But to the caller's point, Pat, he has raised the level of this D-line's play mm-hmm. since he's arrived. Now, uh, he may not be. We knew well, just with his numbers, we knew he wasn't going to be this flashy pass rusher, right, who's getting a bunch of sacks. But he is a good football player. He does add a lot to that unit. We know how bad that unit was getting pressure before he arrived. I thought he did a good job in the New Orleans game. I thought he did well today. I thought he had a tough matchup today. And I thought they, they battled, too. It's kind of like Tevin J- Jenkins, Jenkins versus Derek Brown. Uh, him and Moulton out there. I think Moulton got $80 million this offseason. So this is a very good right tackle he's going against. And Iquanu on the other side uh, was drafted six in the NFL draft in the first round. So two good tackles he was going against. And he still did a good job. And he still got home. And he still caused some havoc out there. Yeah, he's not a Bosa brother. He's not uh, going to be compared with T.J. Watt or J.J. Watt, uh, for that matter. But he's a guy who can impact this team in, in a way that they haven't had anybody be able to do in quite a while. Sweat was credited with eight pressures today, mm-hmm. guys, and that's something yeah. that the Bears haven't had from a player in a single game since 2020. So it's a big deal what he was able to do. I think the biggest thing is you just look at the quarterback and the pocket looks different the last two weeks for those two quarterbacks. You know, those other weeks you could sit there and almost laugh at how much time the quarterback would have back there and how comfortable he would look. And to me, if you just look at that pocket and how the quarterback has to shift, move, and it's it's like an amoeba or whatever, you know what I mean? Well, the right side might cave a little bit more where before it just looked like a pure pocket before he got here. And I think that's the effect he has. And that, that's the, the good thing. And then if you add one more guy to that defense, I, I think Eberflus can scheme it up even better. But that's something down the road next year or if one of these young guys can step up and, and reach their potential. But I, I notice a difference too, Olin. I, I just, it, it looks a lot better. You know, I guess going into this game, uh, the Panthers were 28th and, 28th and sacks given up. But still, that's three sacks. You know, not, there's not many games you give up three sacks. That's a, that's a, 
That's a, that's a pretty good job by that D-line today. 3 one, yeah, two. As Pat was pointing out earlier, Zach, I'm sorry. As Pat was pointing out earlier, well, you know what you're watching today, but mm-hmm. uh, they are playing better, and now you're interested to see them against, we know how, yeah. you know, Carolina's the worst team in the league right now. Now, next week, they, I mean, the next time they take the field, it's the number two offense in the NFL with a very good offense line. Some people would argue the best offensive line in the NFL to go against. So we get to get a good look at them going against a very good football team. And we still don't know if Justin Fields will play in that game. You'd like to think that he'll probably be ready to go, but Matt Eberflus not making that decision public today. 312-644-6767 is the phone number. Let's go out to the phones. Doug in Lake Forest, you're on the score. Hey, guys. Love you guys. Love the Bears. Nobody loves the Bears more than me being in Lake Forest. My property value is tied to them. But went to the game, Carolina blue towels to every fan. Kind of an interesting move. I get it. Okay, we're a little one-off. But can we get something more than 29 points? I understand it's big, big Ten country, but we're also in the NFL. Like, I love the Bears, but I just think we, expect, we, we deserve more as Chicago fans. We put our heart and soul into this team. And just want to see a little bit more. I don't want to be excited about beating the worst team in the league. Um, hang up, listen to what you guys think. Also, big, long snapper IPA guy. So, love you guys. Love Paris. I'll go a step further than that, Doug. I, I think you want to see a lot more than what you've seen. Yeah. Uh, lately from the Bears. And I'm not just talking about uh, this year. I'm talking about over the last decade. You haven't seen anything close outside of that 2018 season to, to for the most part, competitive football. And then after that, a, a football team that you believe has a shot to do something special when the year starts. Now, you can't fix that during the middle of this season. But the Bears are in position, guys, this offseason to be able, if you make the correct identifications when it comes to players and perhaps even, you know, we don't know what Kevin Warren is thinking, being the new president. Uh, You know he can't be happy with the product that he's seen on the field, with some of the chaos that has transpired off the field as well. So you know changes are coming. They have to be coming. To your point, Pat, when you asked earlier if if maybe Matt Eberflus gets a chance to stick around uh, you know, based on what he's been able to do with this defense now that guys are, are coming back and healthy and he's been able to do the things that he wanted to do when he got here. But uh, there's a lot of stuff that's happened off the field that's tied to the head coach as well. And I, I mm-hmm. think you have to take a, a really close look as to whether or not the infrastructure is in place to have sustained success with the people that are in charge right now. That's a great point. We're going to see what Kevin Warren does with all the executive vice presidents, right? How much change does he make there? How much change does that make in Hallis Hall? Does that trickle down to the roster? Doug's talking about we expect more here, but if you've looked at the roster for the last five, six years, it's nowhere close. You know, every week, Olin, you and I sit here and prepare for the pregame show, and I grab a roster from the other team, grab our roster, and I'm like, we've already lost the game Uh. just roster-wise. That's to me is the biggest biggest problem. They've got to improve that. Does that improve with some changes in Hallis Hall? Maybe, um, but you know that 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 they just you know they've got to improve that roster. They've got to have better players, and you know we'll see what polls can do going forward. And is Eberflus here? And there's a lot of questions for this team. But I will say this, and I was thinking about this earlier. Last year, 
at the end of the season, the very end of the season, after they traded Roquan, Quinn, everybody, that roster was depleted. And I was really curious what was going to happen. I was hoping that Justin Fields would be the quote-unquote savior and they could build off of him. Not sure if that's the answer. But right now, through the midway point of this season, looking at this roster, I feel better now. I'm not going to say a whole lot better, but I feel better now of the direction they're going in with how they're building this team, that the DBs are finally coming around and making plays. I thought Kyler Gordon played a good game. Now we're talking about, there's times, Olin, we do hits on the radio show during the week. We're talking about depth issues on the O-line. Is, is Cody Whitehair going to get benched? That's a good thing to talk about. You now have DJ Moore, which is a darn good wide receiver. Is he a 1A? I don't know, but he's dang good. But I feel better in the direction of the way the roster's going right now. Still has a ways to go, but you know that, that gives me a little hope that maybe this is going in the right direction. But again, let me say, they still have a long way to go. You know, it's funny. Someone asked me today, did I think the Bears are going to win? I said, yes, but the problem is I think they can also lose. Right? I also thought, <laughs> even looking at the, the roster, right? Like looking at the roster, Pat, like you're talking about, mm-hmm. and you start going through Carolina's roster, and you say, man, this isn't as far apart as it should be, right? Like right. The, the couple of mistakes here, and we saw, like the game was close because you gave up a punt return, right? Like you gave a punt return, now they're right there, and, and you know, we heard coming in, why did you guys uh, throw the ball there on third down? You know, it's just risky, right? I mean, you never know. They get a big play, to, you know, at the end of the game or whatever with that time left, and the Bears just are that kind of team right now. When you look at the roster, Zach, you know, they're not very good. And, and we all know what we're looking at. And we're all looking, trying to look for things that, that you mm-hmm. want to watch the next week, right? Like, yeah. you got your, your roster out. Like, man, I want to watch this secondary to see if they can play good against a good team. I like seeing uh, you know, when they run a run and the safety is the last guy left and then Brisker makes a tackle and his helmet comes off. Like, I love that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. I love Darnell Wright and Tevin Jenkins on the right side of the line moving people. I like Deontay Foreman running through three guys after running behind Tevin Jenkins, Darnell Wright, and scoring a touchdown. Uh, DJ Moore catching the ball and running for 13 yards. These are things you're looking for with a team that lacks a lot of talent. And if you put them up against even a mediocre team in the NFL, the mediocre team is probably going to be favored, right? I think this is the first game the Bears have been favored this year. You go to their roster, you go to their schedule, you look at their results, uh, you know what you're looking at, and you know why they're talking about should they keep Justin Fields, should they move on from the coach, what are they going to do at Hallis Hall? These are questions if you're an analyst for the Chicago Bears, you got to suffer through every week. Yeah, <laughs> you're basically trying to figure out if, if Justin Fields – Hopefully for him, he can get back on the field for that Detroit game, and then you have seven games to see what he's got. Does he mm-hmm. is he able to take that next step? Because there are pieces on this offense that were not here last year. You talked about the offensive line a little bit better now. Uh, they are able to run the ball. You do have D.J. Moore out there. Cole Komet every week continues to get better and better. So there are some options for you. Darnell Mooney is healthy and now on the field. So is Justin Fields able to take that next step? Because if he does, and I'm skeptical, but if he does, boy, that changes the way you look at this team heading into the draft with two very high picks and all that that money that they have under the cap. 312-644-6767 is the phone number. Olin Krutz is along. Patrick Manley is here. I'm Zach Sadman in for Mully. Your phone calls coming up on the Great Clips postgame show presented by Tullamore Dew on the score. 
I don't know. What's up yours? Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Give it to Foreman. Foreman takes it into the touchdown. Well, they were set up nicely after the punt. They go 38 yards. It's a four-yard touchdown. Nine plays, and Chicago takes the lead. 16 to 10 in the third quarter. The Bears never looked back as they beat the Panthers. Yeah, the Bears won tonight. They beat Carolina by a final of 16 to 13. That was the only touchdown of the game for the Bears, courtesy of Deontay Foreman. Who's Hot and Who's Cold is sponsored by Plumbers 911. Plumbing emergency? Call the plumbing professionals. Available 24-7 at 1-833-PLUM-911. So Deontay Foreman, hot, Carolina cold. And because the Bears won and the Panthers lost, the Bears boost their chances for the number one overall pick in next year's draft. That's because the Bears have Carolina's first rounder in 2024 that was uh, the big trade last year in which the Bears got D.J. Moore and traded away the top overall selection. The Panthers now 1-8, tied with Arizona for the worst record in the NFL. The Cardinals play the Falcons on Sunday. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Great Clips postgame show presented by Tullamore Dew. Zach Saidman joined by Olin Krutz and Patrick Manley. So the Bears win, which is a big deal. They win off the field, too, because of the fact that the Panthers lost we did not see much offensively from Tyson Bajan. He did enough to pick up a win. I think the Bears limited what he did because you didn't have to do too much against this Carolina team. And it was clear that the number one message in this short week, Olin, when it came to Tyson Bajan, do not turn the ball over. Give us a chance to win the game. Yeah, that's that's exactly what you're watching, right? And, uh, they, they played them in that too high safety look, and it's the book on Beijing now, right? Uh, play zone behind it, uh, make him throw into tight windows and see if he can fit it in there. And, and that's why uh, even when they were down 10 to 3 and they went for it, uh, you know, it was fourth and four, and they went for it in the second quarter. I was shocked, and he hit Tyler Scott over the middle. Mm-hmm. And we talk about, okay, can your backup quarterback make just a few plays to win you a game against a team you should beat if your defense gives you a chance 
and the defense certainly did, right? Because if not for the uh, um, if not for the punt return, uh, they don't even give up. They don't even give up any any barely any points at all, right? So it's an easy win for the Bears if they don't give up that punt return for a touchdown. So uh, they they did tell him that uh, they called the game accordingly. He didn't take very many chances, and when he did, it was the right time, whether it was to end the game or whether it was fourth and four in the second quarter. He did execute those couple of plays they needed to win. Yeah, and Pat, that touchdown that Olin talked about for Carolina came on special teams. The first punt return touchdown that the Bears have allowed in six years. Amir Smith-Marset, the, the former Bear, scored that touchdown on the punt return for Carolina. Take us through what happened on that play. I'm glad you asked. I have the notes right here. So earlier in the year, they've given up three returns <clears throat> Excuse me, for 20-plus yards. Uh, it was last week or two weeks ago. They gave or two weeks ago they gave up another one for 18 yards. <clears throat> That's unacceptable. You can't give up four punt returns for over 15 yards. You should not give over any over 20 yards. So they're not very good at punt coverage. Part is Trenton Gill is is struggling a little bit this year compared to last year as far as angling his punts, hang time wise, his inconsistency. But what I've seen on this punt team, their right side, their right coverage side, a bunch of the big returns happen on that side. That play was supposed to be a, a, a left return for them, a right return for the Bears. So Amir Marset starts up, and they've got two blockers sitting there for like a, basically like a wall return. He would talk about going to their sideline. The right side of the Bears' punt coverage team over-pursued. The backside didn't pursue enough, so he saw a lane right up the middle. It was not a middle return. It was a left return, went right up the middle. So when you cover a punt, your two ball guys are your snapper and your personal protector. Uh, Patrick Scales is not the greatest cover man, and uh, he got beat and, and, and missed a tackle. And Travis Homer is your personal protector, and he got pushed left. He got blocked and left out of the way. So Amir Marset saw the, rain, uh, the lane, took it, went right up the middle. And that has to do with the backside as well. They got blocked, didn't pursue enough to the right. Uh, it, was, it was well blocked. Uh, bad punt. It was, what, 57 yards. The hang time was decent. Uh, the, the gunner could have made the play. I think that was Blackwell could have made the play. So there's two missed yeah. Pissed, uh, missed tackles, Blackwell and uh, Patrick Scales. But overall, it was just a coverage problem. Coverage breakdown in the middle of the field. Amir Marset saw the hole, hit it, and made it. And uh, But that's been a problem with that, that punt coverage team all year long. They've just been inconsistent in their – I don't really call them uh, lanes. They should be fits is the way, the way that I call it. Uh, they've been in- inconsistent with that, and they got hit. And I actually said something to Dan and Lawrence this week that I wouldn't be surprised if another big one happened, and, and it did. And it's – it's just been showing itself all year. And uh, Chris Tabor, I think you know I'm close to Chris Tabor. He was assistant special teams coach with Tobe. And I really respect how he scouts and what he does. And, and he took advantage of it. As for Tyson. Pat, I got two questions oh. for you real fast. Go ahead, yeah. Olin. Zach, real mm-hmm. fast. I got two questions, Pat. Do you really think Panero hit a 60-yarder in warm-ups is my first question. <laughs> no, I do want to ask that. I'll find, I'll find that one out. Wink, wink. All right. And then my, sec- and then my second question is, do you think when they sent him out there, Frank Wright yelled across the field to Coach Eberflus, you think you got something up your sleeve? Watch this. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to know, man. I really – why would you send him out for a 59-yard field goal? I, I mean, don't know, man. I know he's got a strong I leg, saw Tabor talk to him right before that. You see Tabor walk up? And yeah, isn't that but, when Tabor tells him when he's in, what's in range and what isn't, right? Yeah, but you figure that out in yeah. pregame. So maybe – that's why I'm wondering yeah. if he did because you – I, you know, so many times, I many years I played with Robbie Gold, you you find out what your game-winning kick distance is. 
And then the thing was, I think it was 45 degrees at that time, too. So the temperature dropped. That's harder to kick a ball mm-hmm. that far. I, To me, I, I, I questioned that call. I thought that was, I mean, to be honest, I thought it was stupid. But, um, yeah, I, I will find out what he made in pregame to see if that was a potential make for him. But sh- he missed it by, like, what, 10 yards? Yeah, it landed well yeah. short. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, yeah. I mean, that's what I was like. I yeah. almost cussed there. Sorry. Yeah. I, I, I honestly, I honestly laughed from when he walked on the field. I was on. Yeah, I was, I was like, like, because to me, it was the perfect ending for the game I just watched. <laughs> it, it was ugly. I, I think uh, the highlight for the Bears was was the touch on the fact that the defense was able to generate some pressure and look good. But yeah, it was mm-hmm. ugly. It was boring. Uh, the entire first half seemed like it was a a Jason Kelsey Sports Century in the middle of uh, of the game, which I, I guess is good for the Kelsey family. If you're an Eagles fan, it, it kind of took us away. We learned that that Alan Kirk enjoyed a, a nice dinner last night at Chicago Cut, but th- there wasn't much uh, to, to, to watch from this game that excited you as a football fan, other than the fact that the Bears, who've had very few wins over the last two years, picked up their third win of the year, and they also, by beating Carolina, increase their chances of coming up with the top overall pick in the draft for a second straight year. And Pat, we're going to put you on the spot. Use your cell phone right now as we speak. Text the people <laughs> that you know and find out what was the long from Eddie Pinero in warm-ups I, tonight. I'll be honest, I haven't got an answer yet. <laughs> I, I, I will say this, man. As, as for, for, a guy who, for a guy who likes the trenches and, and – I did enjoy the matchup, man. Derrick Brown, Tevin Jenkins, yes. Darnell yeah, Wright. Yeah, yeah. They went at it all game. And, and I'm, you know, uh, in a game like this, it was pretty easy to keep your eyes glued to that. And I, I don't think we should go past a win and a post-game show without talking about Cole Komet. I thought Cole Komet mm. continues to play good football, man. He chips, he catches footballs. Now, all of a sudden, he's doing the Mike Dicker impersonation where he won't go to the ground. Yeah. Right? So I, I like that play where he's fighting for yards. And Tevin Jenkins is di- uh, diving into the pile on the other offense line. coming Lucas Patrick. I forget who else was in there. Uh, I thought Braxton Jones for a second game back did okay. Uh, that offensive line is, like you guys are saying, they're playing better. It's just kind of uh, uh, we never get any consistency out of the front, right? Can you keep the guys up there? Can you keep them healthy? Can you keep them all playing? for the? You know, I'd like to see the rest of this season, Pat, to be honest with you. I don't want to see one, two, three, four, five games. I want to see eight or nine in a row. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I gotta, uh, so I didn't go too far back watching games of Derrick Brown this this time. But the last mm-hmm. couple games that I watched, it looked like me this week. He knew he had a matchup on his hands, that he picked mm-hmm. his play up a little bit. Did that seem the same to you just over the last couple weeks you watched him? Yeah, I, I think that, that you like you know, Pat, man, anytime you get challenged in the NFL, yeah. right? Anytime yeah, you can raise what, your game mm-hmm. or someone gets a little bit of attention. Yeah, uh, you raise your game up to, so people notice. Now, I think I think he's more of a nose guard. I think they should kick him back in there. I don't really like him at end. I don't know what you think about that. But I, agreed. As agreed. far as what you're he's talking about, disruptive. I think he was excited for this game to go yeah. against uh, Tevin Jenkins and Darnell Wright, and he and he thought it was a good matchup for him. And uh, to that point, I, I'd also like to say, like I think we all know why too. With the Detroit Lions coming up twice in three weeks, we all know why. Uh, maybe Justin Fields wanting to get into this game against the Carolina Panthers defense, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and by the way, Tyson Bajan, 162 yards throwing. He was 20 of 33. Uh, did not have 
any of the turnovers that we saw last week against New Orleans, but I think Olin mentioned this, and if you watch the game, it, it was uh, apparent that there were several times over the course of the game where it appeared as though there were open receivers that Bajent did not see as he was trying to scan the field. 3 one 2 well, six. Oh, Zach, go ahead. real quick, yes. go. There, another thing, no sacks. So that's credit to the O-line and credit to Bajan. You know, that, that goes both ways. So that, that says a lot about the O-line's development and what they've been doing. And then Bajan being able to escape. I think Eberflus talked about in one of those cuts there that he didn't go down and take a sack. That says a lot about a young rookie quarterback. You know, you looked at the last uh, two games, right? The last yeah. two games, their protection yeah. has been has been has been Excellent. really good, yeah. man. I'm now uh, the Carolina Panthers did a very good job, not very good, but did a good enough job tonight against the run. You know, you wouldn't you wouldn't get the average out of it that you would want. But mm-hmm. as far as that O line goes, run blocking and pass blocking right now, uh, they they they've taken a step up the last yes. two weeks, to be honest. Yes. And the yeah. backup quarterback won two games in four starts filling in for Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. To me, that's a pretty big deal. Anytime you're able to get that kind of a contribution from your number two QB. Out to the phones oh, we Zach, go. Watch out. You're saying you want him <laughs> instead of Fields now. You're going to get callers. You got to watch out. I, I think the, the quarterback of the future, I'll say this right now, and I don't think I'm being controversial. The quarterback of the future for the Bears is not currently on the Bears. And I don't <laughs> I think I'm, I'm saying anything crazy. I just think the position nope. where the Bears will be, and can Justin Fields change our minds? He absolutely can. There's seven games left in this season. In all likelihood, he's going to get an opportunity in the first game back after this mini-buy against Detroit. But you know what? Part of the issue with Fields, before we even start talking about what you see on the field, is getting him on the field and keeping him on the field. Yeah. That's been an issue over yeah. his three years as a quarterback in the NFL. All right, out to the phones we go. Bob in Naperville, you're on the score. Hi, Bob. Hey, guys. How are you? We're good. Good, Bob. Good, good. Uh, really love the show. Owen, Patrick, uh, appreciate uh, all your insights. Really enjoy the show. Hey, one thing I was going to bring up, you guys, uh, Patrick, I think you mentioned that he's got to be a – Fields has got to be a pocket passer and all this. And I think Getsy has been very stubborn with him. He's like, okay, this is – you got you got to do what I say. And he's not really working with uh, Fields' skill sets. And I think it's going to – do one thing and one thing only. It's going to get him in an unemployment line because you look at Jackson with Baltimore. I think it's Roman was the guy. They said, look, his skill sets, we're going to build our offense around his skills. I get the pocket passing dynamic, but you got to mix some RPOs there. I mean, you got to let Fields, he's like a thoroughbred horse. You get him sweating, you get him knowing that he's the best athlete on the field, then his arm starts to follow. You know, they got to mix it up. It, it, to me, it's all about. Uh, uh, working with Fields and his skill sets, and I think gets he's going to lose his job unless he makes that adjustment by the year end of working with Fields. I just wanted to see what you guys think about that. Yeah, I I, I agree. I, well, I don't know if I agree with all of it, but I, I think Getsy <laughs> could lose his job because he, he did not develop Justin Fields. I mean, you were given a first-round talent, a high first-round pick, uh, and, and you didn't develop him so far. We'll see what happens after this uh this injury, but you know that that to me is a big knock on Luke Getzey and what he's done with a talented young man. 
312-644-6767 is the phone number. Guys, let's take a quick break here. We'll come back, go rapid-fire phone calls because a lot of people want to talk to you after the Bears beat the Panthers 16-13 to tonight on Thursday Night Football. This is the Great Clips postgame show presented by Tullamore Dew on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Justin back based on what you saw this week you're expecting him against Detroit yeah we'll see where it is this week we'll see where it is um and uh it's a big week to make that evaluation you know so we'll see where it is and when when Justin's healthy he'll be our starter and and we'll see where it goes to being available today yeah that's all I have right now I don't have anything else no no more updates on it that's all I have right now that's where it is Matt Eberflus will never be confused with the most eloquent head coach in Bears history but tonight he's a winning coach as the Bears beat the Panthers 16 to 13 and that's about as honest an assessment as you can get in terms of Justin Fields there's no need to announce to the Detroit Lions as we sit here tonight uh, whether or not Fields is going to play when the Bears take the field next against Detroit but you know the fact that we saw him throwing late last week and early this week all signs pointing to, barring any kind of setback, you'll see Justin Fields start the next game against the Lions. But before we start talking about Detroit, let's let's enjoy this. I know it was an ugly, bad football game that was boring at times if you watched it, but a win is a win, and for a team that doesn't win a lot, a win is a big deal. The Bears now 3-7, and seven, matching their win total from last year. This is the Great Clips postgame show presented by Tullamore Dew. Zach Sadman, Olin Krutz, Patrick Manley with you. Guys, let's go right back to the phone lines. 312-644-6767 is the phone number. Let's go out to Grandpa Bear from L.A. Hey, GB. Hey, guys. How you doing, Pat? Olin and Zach. Bear down. Bear down. Uh, yeah, you know what? That was That was an ugly win, first of all. I got a couple of points to make. Um, I think for one, Tyson, I I think he's regressing. I don't know what it was in the first half of the game, but it looked like he didn't want to throw the ball down the field at all, at all. And I think those uh, 
three those three picks last week spooked him a little bit. Um, my second point is uh, with Getzi's play calling. Why are we why are we running the ball more on third and short? In the first uh, the first half of the game, we had a couple of three and shorts and we didn't run the ball at all. And uh, yeah, I don't like his play calling at all. I think he has to go. Uh, my third point, real quick, before I let you guys talk about it, was uh, Justin Fields. I wanted him to come back and play this as a tune-up game before uh, ten days before we have to meet a good Lions game, uh, Lions team, and play that game. And um, yeah, I just wanted him to be a, uh, this to be a tune-up game for him, so that he would be ready for the Lions, and we just don't throw him to the Lions literally. What do you guys think? To be honest with you, I was hoping he would play too, and that's a good point because I thought this was a game where he could kind of come back and I don't want to call it an easy win, but if he, you know, just get back and play against a uh, a defense that is not as good as Detroit or what he's going to be facing in the future, and you know, I was hoping too that it meant he was healing up faster. You know what I mean? That he was ready to come back. I, I definitely wanted him to come back and play, but the medical staff said no. Yeah, I think I think Justin Fields felt the same way as the caller. I think he wanted to come <laughs> back. Yeah. and get a tune-up day game with the Carolina Panthers. And I was proud of the, what was going on at Hallis Hall and why that uh, confusion with the press conference. But, um, you know, as far as Getsy's play calling, I, you know, it's hard to tell, right, Pat, on 32 and 33, whether it's an RPO or not, mm-hmm. right, whether it is a run-pass option. I, I, sometimes I agree with the caller where you should just call the run. Right? Yeah. But it's always scary when you run out of those open formations because they can outnumber you, right? They can outnumber you in a box and they can bring down more defenders that you have and the way you protect yourself is with a run-pass option. Uh, so it, I think I think that some of that is what he's talking about. I think he's talking about, uh, you know, there was a 32 and 33 right before that punt return for a touchdown uh, that the Bears did throw it out there. But I think those are RPOs. I know what he's saying. Sometimes they're on 32. Uh, you like to see Deontay Foreman get the ball uh, right there behind Tevin Jenkins and, and Darnell Wright and that offensive line that is playing a little better. And can I just say something real quick here? Tyson Bajant is not regressing. It's a backup quarterback from a Division II school who was undrafted, made an NFL roster in his first ever training camp in the league. That's a big deal. You had no yeah. idea what yeah, this guy was capable of before he actually played a real game, and the Bears have won two of the games that he's played this season. It's not regressing. He's learning how to play quarterback at this level. That is a big, big deal. You got two wins with your backup quarterback. That's huge. That that yep. doesn't happen a lot in the NFL. You guys know it better than anybody. I, I here, I'll, I'll I'll stoke the fire. How many does Justin Fields have in the last two years? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think. Sorry, we're I'm watching, not going to go right? there. I know, I know. We, we talked about this earlier. We're watching. What happens in the NFL? Right? You put yourself on tape, people get to adjust, and then mm-hmm. they'll give you stuff you're not very good at, right? And these yep. guys are, these defense coordinators are very good, and there's a lot of people watching a lot of film on you to take away what you like to do and take away your tendencies, and he's going through that right now. Uh, you know, it, it, we all know who he's beaten, uh, but, but he had, they have won these games. Uh, a, lot, a lot of those games had a lot to do with the defense. Three one. Yeah, also, yeah, but ahead. real quick, I also think he's he's coached not to turn the ball over. So we should celebrate the fact all the turnovers he had last week, and he didn't do it this week. That's a step in the right direction. I'm sure that was just being you know 
pounded in his head, don't turn the ball over, don't turn the ball over, and let, we can win this game. And he did, he did what he needed to do to get the win. And that's why it looked ugly. But again, mm-hmm. the goal for the team was to come out with a victory, and the Bears managed to do that. 312-644-6767. David in Colorado, you are listening to The Score. Hi, David. Hey, guys. I mean, you guys are great. Um, you know, freaking Patrick Manley and Olin Cruz. It's an honor, an honor. You know, I don't know. Honors are, David. What about Zach Zaidman? I don't know crap compared to you guys. I'm actually uh, honored to be with you guys as well. (laughs) Um, I mean, I, I just want to say, I mean, there's so much to talk about. I mean, I could sit here and talk for a half an hour about the bears and how great, and positive the future looks. Um, and Eberflus, you guys are, you know, putting them through the grinder. I love them. I love them. You know, you know, because what are we talking about? You're talking about the coach. And what does that do? It's taking the focus off the players. And you guys know it. You guys know that's a good thing. Um, and... I mean, Jesus, the Bears might have the deepest quarterback talent in the NFL. David, thank you. Thank you so much for the call. Really appreciate it. uh, I'm going to have what he's having after the show. uh, You know, when I was in Seattle at UW, they used to sell five-foot bongs when you walked up down the street. And I think David, <laughs> David, wherever he was calling in from, oh. he might have partaked. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> you know, there is two ways to look at this. The Bears do have a lot of assets, right? I'm glad he's positive about it. I guess we just <laughs> excuse us for being a little yeah. jaded after all the losing. Yeah. yeah. I, if And we'll end it on a positive note. The positive note is the Bears are another step closer to having the number one overall pick because by beating the Panthers tonight, 16 to 13. That means that the Panthers are tied with the Cardinals for the worst record in the NFL at one and eight. But Arizona plays Atlanta this weekend. So there's a possibility before the Bears hit the practice field next that uh, they will indeed be holding that number one overall pick if uh, the Cardinals end up winning and Kyler Murray is back, right? Or, or so we think. So I, I think that's that's a good thing for the Bears. And they did match their uh, victory total from last season. They have the assets that Olin talked about, uh, the extra draft picks uh, heading into 2024 and a lot of cap space to play with. But Man, oh man, there are a lot of questions about this team that need to be answered over the final seven games of the season. Guys, this was fun. You know, we haven't done this in a while. Zach, it was good uh, catching up with you, man. It was great catching up with you. Always good being on with you, man. Yeah, hopefully we can do it again sometime before the end of the season. For Olin Krutz and Patrick Manley, I'm Zach Zaidman in for Mully. want to thank a whole bunch of people who helped us uh, blast through the speakers of your radio, as well as all of your smart devices. Tyler Buterbaugh on the other side of the partition, assisted by Robbie Triano. And Leo Stadahar is roaming the score studios, always doing uh, the grunt work to make us sound as good as we possibly can. Gabe Ramirez is next, not for one hour, not for two hours, but for many hours to take your phone calls about the Bears. This is the score but before we say goodbye i want to thank aurelio's pizza for delivering some great food for today's game download the aurelio's app and start earning rewards visit aureliospizza.com to order from the location nearest you aurelio's pizza 
it's the sauce. Gabe Ramirez is next right here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Good night, everybody. Excuse me. How about those bears? You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.